Welcome to the Inner Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Tran, and I'm here to serve your highest purpose on this planet, discovering who you are and what you are meant to do. Each week, I will bring to you conversations that will elevate your mind, deepen your awareness, and expand your heart to help you unlock your inner leader. Before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to our podcast to tune in on the daily. Without further ado, let's get started. Our inner leader of this week is Jacob Pace. He is the CEO at Flighthouse, which is the largest music curation profile on TikTok, with more than 20 million followers generating over 1 billion views per month. Crazy. I think he's like 21, you guys. <laughs> he's also the vice president of business development at Create Music Group, a music and technology company that helps artists monetize their music online. In this episode, we talk about our insecurities, we talk about cultural standards of beauty, we talk about the power of social media, however, how social media also affect our self-esteem and perhaps the way that we compare ourselves to other people. Moreover, we talk about the empowering effect of sharing your insecurities as a way to build authentic connection and self-confidence. So some of the questions that I would encourage you to ask yourself and reflect on is what are some of the insecurities that you are currently facing and what are some steps or ways that you can move towards those insecurities to build self-confidence and to fully come into acceptance with who you are. So I begin this episode by asking Jacob, what is the one thing he is grateful for today? Uh, One thing I'm grateful for today is just uh, living, breathing, and being with my family. Oh, that's wonderful. So I wanted to get a little bit of the backstory about where you started with your career at Flight House. So I know you started working at Flight House in 2015. Yeah, so actually, uh, well, so the, the story to that is uh, when I was like 16 years old, um, <clears throat> I was working with this guy, Alex, at the time on Facebook. And he at the time was working on this company called Create Music Group, which is essentially uh, where I kind of was specifically working at for the first two years when I came to LA. So I came out when I was 16 and then up until I was like 18, 19, uh, was doing a lot of stuff for them, uh, just signing a lot of clients, doing stuff like that. And then when I was 19, I came across flight house or like 18, 19 and, you know, we decided to acquire it. Um, you know, when it was on musically at the time and it was very different, it was like uploading a lot of like edits and remixes of different songs. And so, you know, when we acquired it, we kind of let it sit essentially for about a year and we just sort of saw that it was just growing organically. And then, you know, I kind of assembled a team to um, start working on the project more. And so now we're at like 15 people on our team across like editors, producers, um, operations people, creative people. Um, You know, we have a marketing division that's pretty massive at this point. So, yeah, just been kind of building it uh, ever since then. That's crazy. How did you start it when you were 16? Were you going to school at the same time? Uh, So I, it was weird. I mean, like I skipped fourth grade and then I was also born in September. And so that's, I don't know, it's some weird like cutoff thing where if you're born in September, I think essentially they, they wait for the next semester to start to put you in. And so at that point, like you're already sort of, um, you know, a little bit older than like, like a year older than the average person. So it was that in combination with like skipping fourth grade, which made me graduate at 16. But no, I mean, I just graduated high school and then and then went out to LA. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And did you move there by yourself? Yeah, I was I went there by myself. And then I stayed with Alex for um, a few months. And then I, uh, I, I live, I worked a lot and lived a lot with um, John, who's like the CEO of create. So like both of them together really kind of brought me under their wing. And you know, just kind of mentored me and gave me a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. What were some <clears throat> of your biggest struggles from over the years of building Flight House since 2015? <clears throat> yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> big struggles. Um, I would say just really figuring out exactly what the vision is and kind of getting everybody on the same page. I mean, um, you know, from what it started off to what it started off as, uh, you know, to what it is now essentially remain the same, but it's like, I feel like, and the whole team can kind of agree with this. It's like, I feel like we really didn't start to have success until the past like six months because, um, you know, it's a project we've been working on essentially for about a year and a half. And um, it wasn't really for the past six months that we felt like we were really doing something right. But I think that's just all startups in general is, um, you know, you're going to naturally go through that. But I think the most important thing is that you just kind of take action and 
and uh, you know, just keep iterating your product and make it better and make it different. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest struggle has just been like figuring out exactly what it is and kind of getting into the swing of things. Um, but you know, I'm happy to say that now we're at a point where obviously we're super stoked for, uh, you know, 2020 and what, what we're going to do, but yeah, I mean, now we're in a good point where we've kind of figured out exactly what we want to do. We've had a lot of success with it and we're just going to keep, uh, you know, growing and and doing what we're best at. So you said that you're managing about 15 people on your team and you're quite young. (laughs) You're 20 (laughs) years old, right? Yeah, 21. Oh, you're 21 now. Okay. September. What is it like managing a team of 15 people at such a young age? What challenges do you find in your role of being a leader? Yeah, I mean, you know, at this point, I think, you know, I've built a lot of trust with everybody. And, um, you know, it's funny because I think kind of the number one piece of feedback that I get from everybody about like how they enjoy my management style is like, they're like, you know, you're very hands off and you let people make mistakes and you trust people. And like, for me, it's just that I'm, I'm, you know, so busy just wanting to like move, 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 move that I'm like, of course, I'm down to, you know, give somebody an opportunity to make a mistake or trust somebody to, um, you know, take something on. But I don't know, it's come very naturally to me. I mean, I think there's, uh, you know, a couple people on the team, uh, you know, Ashley and Jake that I've been working with since the beginning. And so, um, you know, they've sort of helped to grow and, you know, help me with the direction with a lot of the team. And so, at this point, I mean, you know, we're so close and and I know their style and they know my style that it's very compatible, uh, you know, but it's funny. I've always kind of thought about like, I mean, it's it's awesome, right? And it's a very cool environment. We're very close with each other and like we know what makes each other tick and, you know, uh, what we like about each other and, uh, you know, the strengths and the weaknesses. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. It's, it's very, uh, it's going in the right direction. But it's funny. I've always thought about this in my head, like what it would be like to work with an entirely new set of people, just like, I mean, I'm just saying not in any kind of a project, right. And what that would be like. And, uh, you know, I think that's really the, the sign of like a true, and I'm still working on myself, but I mean, I think that's like the sign of a, a true kind of leader is somebody that it's not that you necessarily need to know somebody for years and years and years to lead them, but that, um, you know, you can just kind of meet them one day and then, you know, build a really strong relationship in a short amount of time. Um, so yeah, I mean, for now it's it's been really cool, but I don't know, it's come very naturally to me and I just think, you know, there's a lot of trust there. Mm, I think trust is absolutely important in building a team and having being a leader. Yeah. I wanted to dive a little bit deeper <clears throat> into the part where you were saying that you're constantly working on yourself. So what parts of you are you working on right now? Or what are some things that you're uh, working on yourself right now? Yeah, I mean, just a little bit of everything, right? Like, being smarter as a person. I mean, studying, studying a lot, you know, learning from mentors. It's weird to think about like four years ago, for example. Right. And it's like, I'll I'll give you a a really quick example. It's like when you're a child, um, you know, there's not really a lot in your head other than like, Oh, these are my friends and I'm having fun. And you know, I got to go to school and this is my mom and this is my dad. And then like, as you get older, you start to process life a little bit more and just naturally, you know, you become more self-aware and self-conscious and, uh, you know, I think you, you kind of like start to look at yourself in the mirror more or whatever. And so I think for me, like, you know, I, I know deep down that I'm like a very driven person and that I always have been, but it's really interesting. And, and I'll kind of show you where I'm going with the story is like, you know, when I started off when I was, um, when I was 14, I like, yeah, to an extent I was like, okay, this would be cool to like eventually do this full time one day. Um, but I was never, I never put a time frame on it. Right. Um, I just kind of followed my passion and, you know, at the time when I was 14, it was like literally just me in front of a laptop. I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. Um, you know, I would send my emails, do my calls. And so in that point, it's like, I could have been wearing whatever I could have looked, whatever, um, you know, that wasn't a big deal. But I think as I, um, you know, when, when I go to Hollywood and I'm around all these people and I have to socialize a lot, um, you know, just naturally, like I, I just want to be the best that I can be in that. And so, you know, for right now, I mean, I'm just, you know, just working on becoming like my best self, just, um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and just kind of, uh, yeah, just working on the whole thing. So, I mean, I think it's, I guess what I'm saying is it's more than just, um, you know, at this point, it's more than just the hustle, but I think it's just like, just me wanting to, um, you know, be at peace with, with who I am and, and just making all the decisions that I want to be making at this point in my life so that, you know, in five years or, or even less, like I'm at a point where, um, you know, I'm happy with all the decisions I've made and all the hard work that I've had to put in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's wonderful. What are some things about yourself that over the years you have come to accepted, whether they could be sec- um, insecurities or um, certain things that you know about yourself that you have 
come to accept it? <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so like an, an interest, like a big move for me uh, this year actually was like, and it's still something that I'm working on to this day. Um, you know, I think a big one was uh, like, you know, I, I never had braces when I was younger. And so like, I have like pretty good teeth, but there's just like literally one on the bottom that like sticks out. And for some reason, it's just like bothered me. And, you know, like there, there would be times where like, I'd be out and I'd be like doing my thing. And then I'd be like, oh, I kind of get in my own head about it. And so, you know, it was funny because I got Invisalign last year and then I just kind of wore it at night because I was like so self-conscious about like, oh, like I'm, you know, I don't want to be wearing this during meetings and blah, 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 blah. And then I finally just made the decision to start wearing them like pretty much all the time. Uh, like right when I turned 21, because I was actually, I don't know, I was just kind of thinking about everything and, and I don't know, I wanted to just be more of an authentic person. And I felt that by hiding something that, you know, was, was for, you know, for me and for everybody, something that, you know, improves your, your mental and, um, you know, your, your confidence or whatever, like I didn't want to hide that. And so, um, you know, one of my good friends who works at flight house, his name is Jake. And, you know, he, you know, we kind of like just mutually sort of encourage each other. And so, um, you know, he was like, dude, like, I, I really don't think you have anything to worry about, like, just do it and you'll be done with it. And so, um, that's been kind of like a weird little thing that I've just sort of had to accept it. Like, you know, just sort of tell myself, like, this is who you are. This is what you're insecure about. Just fix it and just accept it. And, you know, that was kind of a big decision for me this year. And again, it might seem small, but, you know, for me, it's weird how stuff like that can be such a big deal in your head. But I think to an extent, I I, I think everybody has stuff like that, um, you know, whether it's a small degree or a big degree. And I just think, um, you know, it's totally okay to be talking about this stuff and especially with friends and and publicly. And so I'm very, I'm, I try to be pretty open about like, just, you know, who I am and accepting that stuff about myself. Dude, that's empowering, man. I, I honestly, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of cool. course. I, 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 yeah, no, I think it's, it's hard for us to step outside of our comfort zone and just share our insecurities because it's something that we, I think for so long have been trying to hide, um, you know, just being here and sharing that, like, that's powerful. I remember back in high school, I also had crooked teeth growing up. And the crazy thing is when I was living in Asia, teeth aesthetic wasn't a big thing. So crooked teeth was just whatever, like, it's not a big deal. But funny enough, like going to Canada, coming to Canada, or just being in North America, straight teeth is like, the thing yeah just north america in general you know what yeah I mean? like, it's totally the culture the u.s canada it is it's huge and it's it's interesting and i always like i because i think it's something we've sort of brought upon ourselves, right like this idea of having this like perfect smile and, and like uh you know i think the thing about insecurities and stuff like that is like you analyze them more than anybody mm -hmm. else and so you know like i don't know i i i debate this question in my head where i'm like should i just accept that this is what I've been given and just be okay with it. But then I think, I don't know, I think to an extent I kind of fall on this sort of idea that like our brains are sort of like all, um, you know, all created differently and we're all kind of created differently and some stuff is going to bother us other, you know, more than others. And I think at the end of the day, if it does bother you, just like fix it, right? Like there's even people my age and, um, you know, a little bit younger, like, you know, uh, people that have really bad skin, like there's like Accutane, right? And so I just think it's one of those things where I don't know. I mean, I don't, I feel like you could talk about this question forever, but it's like, there's a balance between accepting yourself and then like pushing and like forcing yourself to be okay with it. And then there's the other side of it, which is, this is who I am. Is there a way to fix this? Right. Whether it's, and I, again, I mean, I'm, I, I think everybody is like beautiful in their own way, but I think, um, you know, like obviously society's created these standards of like being skinny and having straight teeth and having perfect skin. And um, I, I think it's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying here. That's how weird of like a point it is. But I guess it's just like, do you, and I don't know, maybe it's a, quite, a really quick question for you, right? Like, do you accept who you are and go with that? Or is there, is there a kind of power or reason, um, you know, to fix these things about yourself that you might be insecure about? Whether, again, it could be anything from stuff that you can see on the outside to stuff, to stuff that is, is only, you know, um, you know, you can only feel on the inside, right? Like, arguably mental problems or like childhood trauma. So it's not just physical stuff, right? Right, right. And I think we were talking about it too in our other conversations. It was like, take a person who wants to lose weight, right? Like, are you just going to accept your body as it is or are you going to the gym as well? And I think for me, how I see it is like a balance of, okay, well, these are like, this is how I am and this is 
whatever, like this is the state that I'm at right now and accepting that, but also working on it. Cause I think just simply mm. accepting it and not working on it, like you're not making progress in the end, at the end of mm. the day. And I agree with you with what you're saying about if it's something that you can fix, it's in your ability, then why not? You know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and I think it's, I mean, I think a good way of looking at it is like, <clears throat> you know, you're just, you're taking care of yourself. Right, right. Right. I mean, I think on a physical level, it's like, yeah, if you do feel like you, you know, you want a six pack or, you know, you're overweight, whatever. I mean, it's just taking care of yourself. Like um, the same applies for anything. Like it's just, I mean, yes, to an extent we've made these standards, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of taking care of yourself and that's sort of how I look at it. And mm-hmm. And I think for, for anybody that's like insecure about those things and, and cause the, the worst thing you can do and the worst thing you can do is like, let it consume you and get to a point where like, you just get stuck in this cycle of not taking action. But it's so funny. I was talking to my friend the other day mm-hmm. and, uh, cause he wants to like hit the gym more. And, you know, we were just talking about like mutual new year's resolutions and, and he was like, dude, Nike really had it right, man. He was like, just do it. He's like, that's all you got to do. He's like, just do it. <laughs> and, uh, it's true. It's like what it's a, it's an amazing saying, but I also think, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's taking care of yourself and it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, for for someone like me, I mean, I'm at a point where, um, you know, a lot of the pressure I put on myself for sure, because uh, when I was 14, it was like, it was so much more chilled. Like, I didn't need to worry about like looking, <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, let me just like stay in shape. Like, you know, let me, let me just like be a little healthy, but I wasn't like super concerned about all this stuff. And then now that I'm like, I'm a very social person. And so it's like now when I'm out meeting these people and doing these things, like I want to feel, um, you know, fully secure, but I always kind of use the, I always kind of say this, right. Like just so you don't live your life, um, at any lesser than you should. Like I kind of came up with this saying where it's like, even if you are working on that, on that thing that you're insecure about, like you just look at yourself as always never look at yourself as anything less than a hundred percent confident or, or accepting of who you are, like always be a hundred percent, just visualize it. Like, like getting, hitting that goal is going to take you to that 110%. So like mm-hmm. you were living life great. You were living life arguably as perfect as you could, but this is just making it even better just so you're never like, Oh man, like I'm at 50% confidence and one day I'll be at that because um, I don't know. It kind of goes into the idea of, of living in the present, right? Like just accepting what you have right now and just letting life sort of do its thing. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's like you're not looking at yourself as not being good enough or being lesser than, but you're always whole and complete. And whatever that you're working on, whatever goals that you're currently working on achieving, those are kind of the cherry on top that it, it's like adds to your life quality versus um, completing you as a person. Yeah, totally. That's exactly yeah. right. I think that's that's beautiful because beyond uh, just the physical things that we want to change, external things. So whether it's like our body or the th- areas in our lives, I think what's really interesting is when you point out that it goes the same for internal and childhood traumas. We can also have an awareness of these are the things that make us tick or these are the things that kind of uh, brought more stress or anxiety or whatever because of our childhood traumas but if we don't do anything about it and we just like you know if we don't do anything about it then we don't end up making progress and grow as a person so so I think totally like that balance of self-acceptance self-awareness but also like making progress but again not being so hard on yourself like oh my gosh I have to be perfect (laughs) I have to because because I'm sure you know (laughs) people our age we're just so hard on ourselves I mean we grew up with the mentality that you know, you need to achieve all these things or you need to like be at this standard or that. And, and society constantly pushes us to be like, you got to do more, you got to do more, you got to be more. And so what do you think about that? Like, how, how does that pressure um, affects you? Because I like you're here building a business, building a big team, and you're out here doing crazy, amazing things for your age. So I'm curious as to how um, this pressure affects you. Yeah, well, you know, really quickly, just one thing I wanted to, the thing I was actually going to say earlier, I just remembered it and kind of leads into this is, I mean, going back to kind of the Invisalign story. I mean, for me, it was weird, right? Like there's, there's not a lot of stuff I would say, and there's not a lot of stuff that is like outside of my comfort zone. Like I could be a total like goof in public and like totally be like chill with it. Right. So it's like, I, I just, there's just like certain things in my brain that like I am comfortable doing. And then that was, you know, the, the whole Invisalign thing, like that was something that I was super uncomfortable doing because, um, you know, again, I, like I talk to so many people every day 
that in my mind, I was like, oh, they're going to notice it and I'm going to seem like a dork. And, but at the end of the day, I mean, I just, I, I, Tony Robbins actually has a cool quote about it. He was like, you know, it was something along the lines of whenever you fear something, the way of fighting that fear is giving the purpose of, or, or, or essentially giving the reason of fighting that fear way bigger than the fear itself. Right. So it's almost kind of like, I look at it as, okay, yeah, there's this fear of judgment and, uh, you know, you know, uh, yeah, judge. I mean, really it's just judgment, right? So like there's this fear of judgment, but what's bigger than that is me becoming the best version of myself that, that, that I can be. And, and the reason why I'm doing this is like, again, not out of vanity really, but it's just, it's just me wanting to be more comfortable with myself and being my most confident self. And I guess I use that to tell a story of, you know, just like everybody knows what's outside of their comfort zone. And it's just so, so important to just like literally do it head on. And it doesn't matter if the result ends up being as perfect as you think it is in in your head, because it's never going to be perfect, but just like step out of your comfort zone. That's like such an important thing to do because then you don't grow. And I think, you know, I, I think, um, it's kind of funny because like the, the interesting thing about life is like, it's almost like you have to be thankful for having those challenges, right? Cause it's almost like, who, I love who, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like who, who wants to play? Uh, I, I think about this all the time, right? Cause like, I love, I love, I like love, I've loved video games my whole life. And funny enough, my mom actually got me a, a Nintendo switch for, for Christmas. And so I was, I was playing Zelda recently and it's funny how growing up, like whenever I'd beat a game, I would like download all the cheat codes. And then you, you have, you don't have any fun in like a minute. Cause you're like, I can do anything. Like, what's the point of this? And so you have to like love the challenges, you know, um, cause mm. that, that's ultimately what makes us human. So you have to just love the challenges and, and step out of your comfort zone. But, um, going back to, uh, to your question, I mean, I think it's literally what I just said, right? Like, you know, dealing with the pressure, it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I do put a lot of pressure on myself and I don't pretend to, um, not think like this all the time where I'm like, <clears throat> you know, when I'm out and about, I think where I put a lot of pressure on myself is, is in social situations. Um, because I, I don't know if anybody else experiences this, like anybody listening to this or, or if you experience this, but, um, and maybe I've just become more aware of it as I've gotten older, but like I listened to this podcast recently and they were talking about social anxiety and, you know, uh, they were interviewing these like really, really high up executives that, you know, work in the industry. And it's like really cool to hear these people be like, yeah, I go through this too. I suffer from this too. And he was saying that, you know, social anxiety is, you know, the, the hard part about it is that people, uh, there's a lot of people that have social anxiety because um, in a social setting, you can really do whatever. There's no beginning or end. Like if you if you go out somewhere with friends, you can t- go up and talk to whoever. Anything can happen to you. You guys can talk about anything. Versus like when you're in a business environment, um, you know, you step into a meeting, you give your pitch. You know, you got to make them laugh. You know, you got to entertain them. And so there's a purpose and there's a mission and there's an objective. But then it's like in a social setting, there's all this gray area. And so for me, it's like uh, I don't know. I put this weird pressure on myself, and I think it's because like. Um, you know, I'm really one of the main people at the company that like brings in a lot of connections to people. And I think I do a pretty good job at it, but I'm always like, I didn't do a good enough job. And whenever I like walk into like a networking event, let's say, and I meet five people, I'm like, why didn't I meet six? Like you could have talked to that sixth person, Jacob, why didn't you just like say something? And so, I don't know. I mean, I think part of it is you have to just let the past be the past and just try and use it as a, as a means to, uh, to just keep moving forward. Cause all day long you can stay in the past and be like, Oh, I stuttered when I said this word or, or I shook their hand a little odd or, or why didn't I talk about this more? But, um, I think the best way of combating that, and it's, it's, it's pretty easy to attain, um, is just like taking a deep breath and being like, I'm just going to let just, I'm just going to let life do its thing. And I'm just going to like allow what comes naturally to me. And I'm not going to be scared of judgment and I'm just going to like have fun. And that's an important part of it. And, and, uh, you know, a big part of that too is just surrounding yourself with good people. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, because I'm very much like mission oriented. So I'm like, I got to meet people. I got to like do this. I got to step out of my comfort zone. And sometimes it's just like, you. I mean, maybe I feel like maybe you have more thoughts on this too, but just like taking a deep breath and just letting life do its thing and not trying to control situations too much. Because then if you try to control something, um, if you're like, I'm going to walk in and I'm going to walk out with this, that might not happen, right? But it's like to an extent, if you walk out with like, um, you know, a loose vision and, and low and, and loose expectations, then you're a little bit more happier with the results. But 
I also don't want to say don't, don't, uh, you know, don't have a mission, but like, you know, just don't trip about trying to control everything too much, I guess. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, Holy shit. So many points I can touch on that. (laughs) First of all, I think, I think with fear, you know, okay. So how I, how I, how I came to this realization is I was meditating one day and I was kind of, (laughs) (laughs) totally. Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, I was observing my my body sensations. And uh, when I paid attention to my stomach area, which is I think that's where most of our fears and anxiety kind of live, Mm. um, is like in that abdominal area. And so I I was observing it. And I observed the existence of fear and desire that they exist together, like they almost coexist. It's almost like two sides of the same coin. And so um, I was like, holy holy shit because i connected the two dots i was like if there is fear that means that there's a desire Mm. attached with it and if there's a desire there's also a fear that comes with it so you can't just go like you can't just want one and not the other right totally no i love that that makes a lot of sense yeah and i was thinking about it like okay what what are the biggest fears that i have and what are the biggest desires that I have? And so going back to what you were saying about the whole um, social anxiety situations, you know, I experienced that as well. Um, and it was like, you know, you, you have a fear of people judging you. But then beyond that fear, on the other side of that fear, you have a huge desire for people to see you as who you are or as yeah, that like authentic person. That whole com- like that. conversations about... Um, Really, like I think our anxiety comes from our own expectations of ourselves. We set yeah, really, totally. really high expectations of the things that we have to do or who we have to be without knowing that ourselves were enough. Like we don't need to yeah. put on mm-hmm. a face. We don't have to be more extroverted. We don't We don't have to be, um, I don't know, friendlier mm. or talkative or whatever. Because <laughs> for me, yeah. that was the biggest thing. Sometimes I would go to yeah. um, social events and I'd be like, I wish I was a little bit more talkative. I wish I was. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm sure you probably experienced that too, oh, right? Gee, every- <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I mean, even, even just being out here in Texas, right? Like, um, you know, it was funny because I came here and then one of my friends who I've like come to, or he's one of my new friends, actually, he's like a, he's like a bar owner here in El Paso and he's been inviting me out and stuff. And, you know, he's a cool guy and we're, you know, we're just like talking and stuff. And like, so as a result, like the first night I landed here, I went out with, with him and some friends and then I went out again and I went out again and I went out again. And last night was like my first night where I was like, I'm just going to like stay in and like chill. Cause you got to give yourself those days sometimes, especially for people like us. And I'm sure like just people that want to do anything right and meet people. It's like, you're, you're going to want to go out again, again, again. Cause like, I think for, for people like us, you know, we're, we're wired to be like, Oh, if I go out, like I could meet that one person or, you know, I could get this opportunity. And it's kind of this like, I don't want FOMO is a bad term for it, but it's something along those lines. Um, but yeah, no, all the time I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, yeah, same thing, right? Like I I wish I was more talkative and this and that, Mm -hmm. but but I, that is really cool that you say that um, that all fear comes from a desire, and a desire is, you know, in essence, like the direction we want to go, and uh, and you know, we visualize ourselves as like being like this person that we want to be, and then yeah, you're right. Like a fear really doesn't, to an extent, do, doesn't exist without a desire in in most cases. I mean, I think like if you thought about it more, you could probably think of some instances where like fear is just fear. But I think. I think generally speaking, it's, it's almost like a healthy fear, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's a healthy fear of just wanting to be a, a better person or, or grow essentially as an individual, whether it's like, uh, you know, just walking up to someone and saying hi that like, you know, you're scared of saying hi to it's cause you want to like be that social person. But, you know, I definitely think going back to stepping out of your comfort zone, I think like yeah, those are, those are the important decisions you have to just make. And I think, um, you know, naturally as humans, we're, we're imperfect. And so you can't always expect for, um, you know, like if you're going to, if, if you're scared of walking up and talking to someone, um, you know, you can't trip too much about like visualizing how perfect it's going to be, but you got to just like do it and just like, and then just whatever happens happens. But I think, you know, mm-hmm. you leave that situation with more confidence, um, you know, than you, than you had before because you made that decision. But if you don't, 
uh, you know, naturally as human beings, we're just going to beat ourselves up about the what if like all day long. And right. More. And then I, I think also like the biggest fear around just so, social anxiety is, is we have a fear of rejections. We're afraid that people might reject us if we uh, don't act a certain way that maybe is, you know, accommodating to them. And I think it goes back to a lot of the people pleasing tendencies. <laughs> like I, mm, totally. yeah. And I think, um, like you said, letting go of the outcome or not being so attached to what could happen if I do this, then we're just letting go of that control and surrendering to the present moment. And um, oh, so, this is such a good conversation. <laughs> I just have awesome. so many points to like touch on. This yeah. Because, also, uh, another big part is just, um, and it's something that I try to remind myself of every day. And I think I think this is the one thing that or this, I, in my opinion, this is a huge thing that will give you a lot of peace if you can really master it. And I, again, I, 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 that's awesome that you meditate. I need to, I need to like get back into it more. So I've just been like a little out of my habit since like coming here, but that's like definitely a huge uh, New Year's resolution for me. It's just meditating more. Um, but what I was going to say is just like, also just like being, just being you, you know, and, mm -hmm. and not, not, uh, not comparing yourself to other people too much. Cause I think you can do that, right? Like, you know, for me, it's like, again, I, I know I am a social person. Like I, I just know that about myself and cause like I've done theater and all these things since I was younger and like all these personality tests that I take all the time, it's like, you're a social person. And then it's funny, like <laughs> I'll take it. And then like other, my other friends will take it. And then they're like, yeah, dude, like Jacob, you have like the highest social of all of us and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then like, why is it that sometimes when I'm at a, like at a restaurant or a bar, like a, a party, I'm just like, Oh man, I wish I could talk more. I wish I, you know what I mean? So like, why, why is that the case? Mm -hmm. Um, or, but, but I think, uh, you know, what I do sometimes and I, I try to snap myself out of it when I do is like, I'll be around somebody and I'll be like, oh, this person's like so talkative or like, I wish I could be like that talkative, but yeah, just like, just, just being you and not being scared of like judgment of what others think about you. And like, that's ultimately like one of the most like liberating and freeing ideas is, is just like being who you are as an individual um, and just not comparing yourself to people because we're all on our own journey. And, um, and like we said in the beginning of this conversation, it's like we all deal with our own stuff, just not a lot of people talk about it. So it's like sometimes, you know, that person that might be more talkative than you are is maybe going through more stuff than, than you are as well, right? So it's like the grass is always greener, especially on the outside, but you just like never know uh, what's going on, uh, you know, in the other person's life. And so, but yeah, just, you know, just, just uh, don't be too hard on yourself and just like be yourself. Yeah, no, dude, 100%. I think the biggest thing too, is that we grow up and like our generation grows up with social media, which just makes mm. it so much easier to compare ourselves at the surface level. Like, you know, yeah. if, if subconsciously I wanted to compare myself, um, I don't know, in let's say um, health and beauty, I would search up like there are just millions of people out there, you know, mm. that are so much fitter or they're like uh, super, I don't know, whatever. Um, so it's just there are so many aspects that we can com compare ourselves to. And I think it's so important to just be like, yo, like we're all on our own journey. And, and you know, that that phrase of staying in your own lane, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, exactly. I think that's something that I actually really, really learned this year and and cool. feel like like I, I have gotten a grasp. What, just of not it. comparing yourself to people? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, like yeah. you allow them to be a source of inspiration but you don't compare yourself like all the time because right. like you said, for example, you know, you are out here doing your own thing, pursuing in the industry of music. And then I'm doing my own thing. But if I compare myself to you, like, Oh my gosh, like he's doing this and this, like, it just yeah. doesn't make sense. You're comparing no, like apples and oranges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We're all on our own journey. And um, yeah. And I, I think that's, <clears throat> you know, I, I try to do it more and more. And again, like I said, like when I turned 21 earlier this year, that was like kind of a big thing that, um, I wanted to just accept myself more with was just to be, cause na I mean, naturally it's like, you know, if you and I are leaders, like, you know, I'm looking at myself as that. And so, uh, you know, I just, I wanted to be a more authentic and vulnerable person. That's kind of what I told myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, cause I just think it's so important, right? Like in a world of social media where like, it seems perfect. Like, I think it's totally okay. Uh, and totally fine to like have these like imperfections or insecurities. But again, going back to what we said earlier, um, it's cool to have, don't let it, I mean, not that it's cool to have, but like, it's, it's perfectly normal to have. Don't let it consume you. And just, if you can work on it, step out of your comfort zone and make it happen. Cause it's going to pay off. 
Yeah, and I think too, confidence comes from vulnerability. I mean, if you mm. can step out here and and talk about your insecurities and talk about the things that you've struggled with or the negative thoughts that were going on in your head, like I think that's true confidence. Oh wow! I think yeah, I think that the person who can let's say go on the stage and be like. Holy fuck, guys! These are all the fears that I had to deal with yeah. uh, behind the scene, or these are my insecurities. I think that person is absolutely in their um, in their form of confidence because it's easy to stand up there and say these are all of the things that I have accomplished, and these are you know the amazing things about me, essentially. But yeah. it's so much harder to come out come up on the stage, and I'm just using stage in a metaphorically. <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> speaking. Yes, just just an imaginary stage of like, you know, uh, showing up and and accepting your shadow sh- uh, shadow selves. Have you heard of that term before, shadow oh, selves? Yeah, so it, it's just. I mean, I'm not an expert to speak on yeah, this, yeah, yeah. but but shadow self is kind of the self of you that um, like the negative parts of you, you know, whether it's like you're a little bit of a critic here and there, how you judge yourself negatively. Like that's kind of um, the, the shadow parts of us that we usually put in a closet and we never look at it, you know? Mm. So for example, um, for a long time, and I was talking about this with my friend like yesterday, um, I used to judge the emotion of anger really negatively Mm. Um, I thought that being angry was a bad thing. And so for me, I never really learned how to express anger because um, for me, that was the part that I judged so much. And so I just put it into the closet. Um, Yeah, so like, I guess that's kind of an example. Um, But there are so many things, right? That whatever we judge, we create shame around it and we kind of hide it in the closet until we bring it out and we like, you know, uh, step into our vulnerability. And I, I think... And like again, kind of tying it back to self confidence, I think that's that's how we authentically build our self confidence. And I want to get your thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 totally. That that's super interesting that you say that, right? Because I think like, and it's cool. I, I think we're at like a time right now where you know, just the the world in general is kind of changing, and I think especially because of like Gen Z and the internet combined. Um, you know, a lot of it's being used. I mean, naturally, you're going to have like positives and negatives in anything, but you know, I think there's a lot of really cool ways that kind of culture is shifting as a result of it. And I don't know, I mean, you could, you can almost argue that it's kind of like a new kind of confidence, right? Because I think like the, the textbook confidence that we think of is like the macho, the macho man, woman, you know, whatever that like, is is bold in very like textbook ways. But I think there's, it's almost kind of, it's, I don't even know what to call it. But it's just like, it's confidence in a different way. It's confidence in a more subtle way where it's like, it's, it's confident with like who you are and having peace with yourself, but it's not necessarily this like textbook confidence that we've created um, or like societal pressure we need to look up to. But I think like, yeah, just, it's totally cool to, um, yeah, to have those, have those like vulnerabilities about yourself. And like, for me, it was definitely like a, a big step to like, you know, step out of that. But I just think, uh, I don't know, it just creates more conversation and, um, you know, just, it kind of opens up the room a little bit more. And I think, uh, the more, the more that we talk about this stuff. And I think the more that like we talk about it publicly and like with friends, especially, uh, you know, I think it just kind of normalizes it. And more importantly, it just, it, cause you know, the funny thing about this kind of stuff, like these shadows that we're talking about is, <clears throat> you know, when you talk about it with people, like, for example, like, you know, one of the girls on our team, her name's Kayla. And, uh, you know, she is, she's like a super, super social person. Like she's an amazing person. Like she makes everybody feel super comfortable. And, and, you know, that's essentially her job when we have artists and influencers in is like, she works with the talent to like make them feel comfortable and do this thing. And, you know, it, it's funny. Cause you know, sometimes during, uh, like our end of the week meetings, like she'll be like, Oh, you know, like a challenge that I had this week was just facing my anxiety a little bit and blah, 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 blah. And then it's cool to talk about that stuff though, because what that does, or at least for someone like me is I'm like, okay, first of all, like, that's totally fine for you to feel this way. But secondly, like, I never noticed this, you know, for me personally, like I never noticed that you were feeling anxious or blah, blah, blah. And obviously it's, it's, it's more important for you to feel, um, at peace with yourself. So I'm not at all like, uh, I'm, I'm not at all calling her feelings like unvalid or anything, but all I'm saying is like, you know, sometimes with anxiety, uh, you know, you can make it up all in your own head. And I think you can think that it's coming off to, 
or you can think that people are judging you about something, judging you about being anxious. But then I think when you talk about it with people like, you know, eight times out of 10, maybe more, someone's like, oh, I never even noticed this about you. Or I never even noticed blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, really? Like you never noticed that like I have like six fingers, like, or whatever it might be like, well, yeah, whatever it might be. So I think it helps to talk about it with people. Right? It's like, oh no, that's <laughs> yeah, 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 totally yeah. cool that you have this and this. So it's, it, it goes one of two ways, right? Like I think people will either tell you like, oh, I never noticed this about you. Or I think someone will say, oh, like, thanks for telling me, um, you know, here's my advice for you to deal with this or, you know, and they just kind of give you an outside perception so that you don't just stay in your own head the whole time. Totally. Yeah. No, I think a lot of our anxiety just, it's all in our head. It's all in our head because when you talk about it, you're like, actually, it's not that bad. Number yeah. one for yourself. You're like, oh, wait, like it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. And then other people are like, oh, really? Like you've been dealing with it? I had no yeah. idea. I think I <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that a lot. Sure. Um, so you have a crazy schedule and, and it just seems like you're super busy. Oh, yeah. I want to I wanna ask you, how do you keep yourself grounded? Like what are some things that you do, whether it be <clears throat> self-care for your mental health? What are some things that you do to keep yourself grounded? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think uh, like, I, like we were saying earlier, like what's your, what's your meditation routine, for example? So for me, like to keep myself grounded. And I think it's so important, as you, you were saying, whenever yeah. you're kind of on this pursuit of pursuing your passion and your purpose, you get so caught up in like the doing right um for me my self-care routine is i'm taking all the sundays i'm taking it off oh really um yeah so no social media i try to have no cell phone for sundays um because you know but then i have to set like uh talk to people here and there with text messages so i'm like okay sunday text messages messages are okay but i'm like cutting yeah i shut off just social interaction online on sundays and for me on Sunday, I try to go for walks in nature. I try to just like use that day for myself. It's like really me, the me day. Um, so for me, that's like a weekly thing. Um, on a daily basis thing, like um, <clears throat> self-care for me is going to the gym, um, like doing that 20 minutes run on the treadmill. Cool. I love running because awesome. I just feel so released. Yeah. Um, but my meditation practice, yeah. So for me, meditation is um, I try to do – one to two hours a day it's a little bit crazy like this is not (laughs) this is not the kind of you know your regular meditation do you do that every day yeah yeah i try to i try to i try to i mean i'm I'm, what time do you do it at yeah yeah so some weeks i do it early i mean the best time for me to meditate is either super early in the morning like 4 or 5 a.m um, but I don't wake up every day at that time. So sure. uh, sometimes I'd wake you up. You know who's a beast about that is uh, Bob Iger. Ooh, yeah. That dude wakes up at like 4.15 every morning. It's crazy. I, I'm trying to get on that wave too. It's just like. Dude, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, it's so good for you. But it's like the bed's so comfortable at that time. It's like the most <laughs> I know. Comfortable. Yeah, no, I know. And the thing, the thing is like you just have to sleep early. That's the thing. Sometimes for me, like I don't sleep early. I sleep at like 10, 11, 12, sometimes 1 a.m. So like you can't really be waking up, waking up at four if you sleep yeah. at 1 a.m. How many hours of sleep do you need to get? Um, I think, yeah. Okay. So what's really crazy is a few years ago, it would just be like five, six hours and I'd be up running. Um, but yeah. nowadays it's like more like eight eight yeah how about you how about you um i don't know i mean i guess i would say this i i honestly need to figure it out you know what i should do is like maybe test out like anywhere from like six to eight hours Mm -hmm. because sometimes i feel like i get eight hours and i'm sleepier than if i got like six or seven Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but also for me it's like i don't know there's kind of like i don't know for me at least there's no in between i'm either relaxing or I'm working, mm. you know what I mean? So it's like when I come here in like Texas, I'm like, I'm waking up at like 11, 12. And I'm like, I'm here for a week and I'm here for the holidays. But then when I'm in LA or, you know, a pl- or a place like that, or, or even like when I'm like out in, um, you know, different places, like I wake up really early, I work out, um, I answer emails and I'm just like in work mode. And so like, I have to like really be one or the other, but I like seven or eight maybe I, I don't know i need to test it out but mm-hmm. no that's that, i'd like actually i just want to say something and then i'd love to hear more about your um just like how you do meditation because yeah i mean i you know I, i'm a big believer in that i mean i think it just allows for you to like, kind of like calm your mind a little bit and just like um just control your mind a little bit right because like um you know at the end of the day we're, we're so much more than our minds but like if we let it uh you know if we let it become a huge part of who we are like we're just gonna let it control us it was funny I don't know why I just saw this quote right now because I was like, I was like changing windows or something. And I saw this quote. It's really cool. It's from Henry Ford. He says, 
whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right, mm. which is really cool to just kind of think about, right? Um, but no, going back to uh, to like uh, how I take care of myself. I mean, yeah, gym super important to me. Just hitting that like workout, uh, ideally at least like five days a week is kind of my goal. Um, and then yeah, I just do like a ten minute run to the gym, ten minute run back, and then while I'm there, I just do like weights and you know just kind of like listen to music and stuff. Um, and then what else do I do? I mean, I think just in general, because of like, I mean, realistically, especially like for everything that like, you know, myself and my team are a part of, like, if we wanted to, we could keep ourselves busy every night doing something. But I think like, yeah, I just like taking some of that time. Cause there was a time actually where, um, you know, it was this one time where I was like going out every single night and it's like, if you do that and it wasn't even like, it wasn't even going out to like party or anything. I was like literally going out to like dinners and networking events and concerts to go meet people. And, um, you know, I was like, uh, like I said, I was, I was talking about my friend Jake earlier, who's on the flight house team. I like, uh, it was like Saturday or something. And I was like, gonna, one of my friends was like, yo, Jacob, do you want to come to this party? And I was like, I told him yes. And then I thought about it. And then I FaceTimed Jake and I just started crying. I was like, dude, I can't do this, man. I can't go out another night. Like, cause I, I put this pressure on myself where I'm like, this could be the opportunity where I meet this person. Or, you know, I also feel like I create this, um, what is it called? Like, uh, this kind of like duty, uh, for lack of a better term of like, or obligation, uh, that when someone invites me out somewhere, I'm like, I should probably go cause they're a friend and I want to show them that I'm their friend. And, you know, but then if you do that too much, then you start living your life for other people. So yeah, I think just like max going out like four nights a week or something, and then just kind of chilling at home or, you know, just, just kind of unwinding for a little bit, but that's super cool that you take Sundays to like not do anything. Cause, uh, I don't know, some like, I, I think I'm going to even be busy next Sunday, but, um, I don't know. It's just like naturally with the busy schedule, I think probably just taking that time in the mornings and then taking at least one day a week for myself is really key. Um, but I think the morning time is so critical. Cause like you can just, it, it, it cause they, it just, it gives you so much time to like plan the day out and meditate and listen to music and, you know, make breakfast and not be rushed. Cause then if you're like, waking up and then just like leaving for the day uh you're just gonna be so like derailed i feel because you're just like again you're just kind of letting the day control you a yeah little bit. dude that's it's 100 percent. like um i'll share yeah. with you a little bit so yeah i have done a few like silent med- meditation silent meditation retreats and what we do is we wake up at like around four o'clock to kind of you know brush our teeth get ready and by 4 30 a.m we're on that meditation cushion and we're meditating and the the energy in the morning, like the energy around 4 a.m. is completely different than the energy at around 5 or 6 or 7 or yeah. 8. And it's wow. like really that magical time. Like for me, I don't wake up consistently at 4 or 5 because sometimes I just love my bed. And yeah. sometimes sometimes <laughs> I wake up at 11 too and I don't beat myself up for it. I'm like, sure. you know, whatever. Like I listen sure. to my body. But whenever I get the chance to wake up uh, at around 4 or 5 and meditate, it's just – it's beautiful it like sets your tone it sets your um it's it sets you up for a really amazing day and yeah and wow. and you truly feel grounded in yourself throughout the day so i think for me that's like super that. powerful because at the end of the day you know like we're taking care of all the things external to us but it's us that are like we're our we are the person behind all of the things that we're doing so yeah. i think at the end of the day it's like you gotta prioritize yourself your your mental health your physical health i think that's super important and then also you know going back to my meditation routine it wasn't always one to two hours a day like i the first time that i started meditating was in 2017 um at the time i was okay. like going through a lot of relationship issues yeah, just okay. like re- being in um, a really toxic environment. And because around that time, it was like still okay. kind of being in touch with a lot of high school drama. So in okay. toxic relationships, and it was a way out for me, meditation was a way out for me. And so I would only meditate when like, you know, I felt too overwhelmed. And it was literally just be like five, 10 minutes. So there was no routine when I first started, it was just like, 
it was something that I used as a solution to solve my problem at the time. So I would start off with five, 10 minutes whenever, whenever I felt really overwhelmed and then kind of slowly going to like 15, 20 minutes. And then um, it was only oh. after the retreats where, because essentially during the, the retreat, retreat, you kind of meditate for like 10 hours a day for 10 days straight. Oh my God. <laughs> I did, did that. that? A, yeah. A couple of times. <laughs> Wow, and then that kind wow. of gave me well that's that's how I kind of built this routine now of doing minimum thirty minutes um because it because for me now, like uh you know you build a tolerance for it, right, like you build your strength, your uh threshold for it, so it gets it gets easier for sure, it gets easier to kind of sit down and sit for thirty minutes and feel like it's average you know before it would be like 30 yeah. minutes like holy shit like that's the max i can ever do <laughs> yeah. for this week but um do you listen to music or anything uh or do you just like where like what's your environment or, or what do you use any apps or anything or what do you do yeah so um at the beginning like in 2017 i used guided meditation and i think it's super helpful because when you're kind of first starting off like you it, it's nice to have someone guiding you through the process so yeah. yeah i would say like any guided meditation that you can find that you can relate to whether it's on itunes spotify or youtube um i think that's a great way to start headspace was also really good that's what i used when i first started cool. headspace is good yeah yeah but there are so many apps too like there's calm um but now I just sit in silence because for me now, like having guided meditation is a little bit too distracting because I just want to be yeah. like totally tuned in with my body and my myself. With yourself. Yeah. And what is what is it that, what are the mantras you tell yourself to like get into meditation? Um, okay. So I don't use any mantras. Um, there are different yeah. methods of meditations. I know some of them you, you use the mantra to kind of get yourself concentrated yeah. and focused. Um the one like the practice that I do, you literally just focus on your breathing. Um, you focus on your that's breathing. It? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the first step. Um, I don't want to tell like kind of give too many instructions or or tell too much about the practice because I'm not the teacher to you know to to teach the method. But um, essentially, yeah, just like in a quiet space, and you sit down, whichever posture feels comfortable. Like you can sit, you can lie down, but lying down, you tend to fall asleep. So yeah, yeah. So sitting is good. Sitting in just whichever position, make sure you're relaxed, you're comfortable and cool. close your eyes and you just observe your breathing. Like that's it. And whenever you kind of see your mind. I gotta try that. I wanna, I wanna do like a meditation class or something. Cause I've been doing, um, I did, I got introduced to meditation like legitimately through Headspace uh, like a few years ago. And then it's been one of those routines that I've kind of like, you know, jumped back and forth on. But I think I've just been so busy like the past like three months, especially that like, especially towards the end of December, I just kind of derailed on my like routines. And then now that I'm out here, I'm like really realizing how important it is. And that stuff is so, I don't know, at least for me. And I think I would say for everybody, right? Like, I think that's, if you don't, if you don't stick to that routine or anything, like that's the reason why you, uh, I don't know, just kind of like let your emotions or your feelings like just overwhelm you. But I think this stuff is like so key to just like control yourself a little bit and, and just like remind yourself that it's going to, it's going to be okay. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Like, yeah. um, I'm going to try that though. Yeah, dude, today's the day. <laughs> do, yeah. do five minutes, start with five minutes. Right. And then, totally. uh, yeah, like that's, it's so easy. You just sit there <clears throat> five minutes. You're not going to take like, you're, you know, with five minutes, like really you think about it. Um, Nobody even five minutes goes a long way though. Yeah, totally, dude. It, it makes a huge difference. And I, I have to say that, you know, out of all the self-improvement practices, you know, like there are so many of them, right? Like uh, self-growth yeah. practices. The number one that actually transformed my life in a really positive way has to be meditation. That's like meditation, the number wow. one key. Yeah, number one key. Wow. Uh, actually, you know what's important too about building routines? Uh, I was actually talking about this with uh, my friend Jake the other day. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about, um, you know, because he was saying how, you know, he was like, yeah, like I woke up at this time today, but I want to wake up at this time. And I think it's like important. Uh, I don't know. Everybody's different. But I think like, obviously, you know, the whole thing about setting goals is like you want to set goals that are attainable, uh, but you want to set goals that are like kind of push the limit a little bit so that they're like big goals to hit. Right. Because like 
um, you know, if you made it a really simple, easy goal to get, you'd be, you wouldn't feel fulfilled. And then if you made it a goal that was like too hard to accomplish and you never hit it, you'd be like, you, you know, like would ideally feel, uh, or you, in theory, you'd feel like bad about it. Cause you're like, oh man, I suck. I didn't hit that goal. But just when it comes to setting routines, like I, th- I think something that I've like observed about myself at least is just, just like, uh, start off small, right? Like not, not feeling like I need to wake up at 4am the next day, but like, let me try, uh, 7 a.m. Okay, cool. That was that was easy. Let me try like 6:55. Let me try like 6:50, and then just kind of push it from there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you don't get like, uh, yeah, just so you don't, um, just so just so you don't like bite off more than you can chew at first. I think yeah, no, that's totally key. And sometimes if you forget to do it first thing in the morning or before bed, like do it during the day. Do it whenever you remember. And even just taking like two minutes to breathe, like I, that's huge. Um, I have heard i don't know where this came from but if you just do six deep breaths it changes your biochemistry oh wow that's how yeah that's how crazy it is like you know sometimes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like literally like you do six breaths of really deep deep breathing and that can literally change your body chemistry and you completely just calm yourself down in whichever moments that you find yourself feeling overwhelmed cool it's a good Mm -hmm, it's a good mm -hmm. trick yeah, and I, I think as well, like before, um, I wasn't really consistent with um, waking up in the morning and doing it. So it would be like throughout the day when I was like at school, um, during like in between classes when I'd be like, oh, yeah, wait, I forgot to like meditate today. I'll just take a minute or two. Nice. I'd go to my car, sit down, <laughs> nice. chill. <laughs> yeah, like it's just those really small moments. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm gonna try that 60 breaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's like a really good place to start too. I want to share this quote with you. Yeah. I just found it. Cool. Knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mm. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. Mm. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I think like teamwork is a, is a big part of anything. But again, it's like, you know, you have to just, uh, you, you got to just like set yourself up in the right way to just be okay. And just so you're, you're living in the present and you're like never, you know, intimidated by like whatever life brings your way. But no, that's cool. I love that quote. Cool. I have uh, one last question for cool. you and it's, it's kind of a big question. Yeah. What are some of the biggest lessons that you learned in 2019? Uh, 2019 biggest lessons, um, probably, just keep stepping outside of your comfort zone. Um, don't compare yourself to others. Um, what else? Take time for yourself, which is probably another one. Um, what else? What else have I learned? Um, yeah, I mean, I think those are the big ones. Like step outside of your comfort zone. Don't compare yourself to others. Take time for yourself. Um, I think those are probably the three biggest things if I were if I were to think of them. What about you? Mm. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I never really get guests asking me like, what about you? You know what's <laughs> so, so like, funny is like, uh, okay, so I'll give you a funny story. I was literally just thinking about this before I hopped on here. Um, so I'm a big fan of like asking the interviewer questions because like, I just like making it a conversation so that it's not so like a, like a, you know, or it's not so like one directional. Um, and so I've done this with like some podcasts that I've been on where I'm like, I'll ask a question back or two. And then it was funny because I was at this podcast recently and I asked the interviewer, asked me a question. I asked one back and then he's like, Hey, 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 hold on. Like I'm the interviewer. I'll ask you the questions. I was like, okay, wait, is that like, is that like not good practice for me to be asking questions back? But I'm genuinely just curious. And I think it's probably good for any, like anybody listening to you. Right. Yeah, no, I think it's wonderful. We don't ask enough questions. So thank you for asking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let for me sure. take a moment. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I, oh, fuck. I've learned so many lessons this year. It's just been yeah, like awesome. constant, constant. Um, the number one that I learned super recently is that I have to learn to choose myself. Hmm. So where that comes from is just this throughout this year, I've been in a few relationships and like romantic relationships mm-hmm. and they, yeah, like they didn't turn out well, um, yeah. even though, you know, like, yeah, like I really love that person and that person really loved me too, yeah. but the relationship just didn't go well and it ended up falling apart and, Throughout this whole time, I was just like, you know, feeling so devastated and heartbroken. And um, the lessons that I got out of that was that I have to learn to choose myself. Mm, totally. Um, yeah. So that's a really big one. Um, another one is 
it was after my three months meditation trip in the summer that I went on. Um, it was to learn to remove my ego identity. Essentially, mm. um, at that point, I got pretty deep into my meditation after like a month of kind of being silent. And um, I came to the point where I was like, holy shit, um, I saw myself through the lens of almost like a egoistic lens of, you know, like these are the things that I identify myself as, or, you know, whether sure. it's like being extroverted or whatever, um, yeah. I saw myself through that lens and what meditation allowed me to do is to take off that lens and just really look at my soul, like look at myself yeah. Yeah. authentically. And I was like, wow, like, holy shit. Um, so cool. And so, so through that, I learned to practice non-judgment so that's what I'm doing right now is like I'm always practicing non-judgment first of all with myself mm. is I don't judge myself for um the good or the bad like mm. if it's good like great but if it's bad it's fine too mm. like I try to practice non-judgment um with myself that's so cool and um yeah <laughs> thanks man <laughs> and yeah, another thing that. Uh, that I'm recently practicing too is being easy on myself Dude, I grew up um, very much just sounds super similar to you in the sense mm -hmm. that I was like type A, go-getter, mm -hmm. um, big ambitions, wanting to do a lot, um, extroverted, socially, mm -hmm. always going out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, holy shit, like I got to go easy on myself yeah. and just take the time to like self-care, whatever that yeah. is, and not prioritizing um, everyone else. Above yeah, and, and that's so important too, right? Because like... I think especially like, and that's why meditation is important, right? Because then otherwise you kind of let your mind, um, you know, run, run. I, I don't know why. Do you watch The Office? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that part where Michael's like, oh, he's like something, something like let it run amok. I don't, you, you don't know what? I only watch season like five, six and seven. Oh, I didn't really? watch it. Yeah, it's so good. No, but any, any, cause like I love the term run amok, but anytime I think of it, I feel like I'm Michael Scott. So I like, don't want to say it, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, it's when you don't meditate that, you know, you, uh, that, that stuff can kind of happen to you. Um, mm -hmm. cause even for me sometimes, right. Like, you know, I think there's a, there's a nice balance because like all kind of, I, I beat myself self up so much sometimes where, uh, you know, if I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take like, here's what happens, right? So someone will be like, oh, let's say, let's say hypothetically, I go out like Monday through Friday doing all these things. And then Saturday, someone's like, yo, dude, do you want to come to like, I don't know, Travis Scott's album release party, or I mean, maybe that's too big of an opportunity. I may, I might actually take them up. I've gone out five days, actually screw it. No, but let's say, you know, someone's like, Hey, Jake, we're having a party. Do you want to come through? And I'm like, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh man, I actually just wanted to chill today. Cause like, you know, Sunday I don't want to do anything. And if I do this, like I might wake up late or, you know, any number of things. And sometimes if I don't go, I'll be like, oh, am I antisocial? Like, am I shy? Like, am I insecure? You know, and I go through all these things versus when I'm, but it's weird. Cause it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because even if you go out, you can still experience um, those same feelings, you can be like, oh, I don't, because if, if you're just not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And you're just going to be like, oh, I'm like, I don't really want to be in this environment or mm -hmm. why am I not extroverted? But the thing about it is that when you're out in front of people, you're out in front of people. So it's like, you know, you're, you're around people and people are feeling your energy versus like, if you just kind of made the mature decision to be like, you know what, I'm just going to take today to like chill. Um, then you're just in a much better mood. And I've experienced that a lot where Sometimes you don't always have to make yourself available, but you can just be like, you know what? I just want to like chill and like not do anything and just like work on myself a little bit or I don't know, take a bath. And like, there's the whole cliche. I've actually done this before. There's mm -hmm. that whole cliche, like, oh, take yourself out on a date. And I've actually done that before when I was like, I was in New York this one time and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jacob Pace on a date. And I like, just like, you know, took a bath, went to go get dinner, listen to music. And I was like, this is cool. Like, you know, I didn't, um, yeah, I was just like chill. And I just got to like, just do what I wanted to do. And I didn't have to like feel all this pressure to like be super extroverted or, you know, impress anybody or right. anything. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's like taking off a mask, you know, you're, yeah. you don't have to impress anybody. You just, you can just be yourself. And I think yeah. what's really interesting is when you talked about how declining social events, or, or even accepting them when you don't want to um, mm -hmm. makes you judge yourself. Like you, you kind mm -hmm. of judge yourself as, as if it, it was something about you when it's nothing, it's like nothing about you, you know, like mm -hmm. um, 
it's it's so interesting because I what I have been reflecting on as well is we we approach different situations um, and we let the situations define us. But like they mean absolutely nothing about ourselves, whether mm. we accept this social event or we don't. It means nothing about us. It just means that that's our decision and that's our decision. Um, yeah. But I think that's that's where the source of anxiety comes from is we let it mean something about us as a person. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 So, dude, that's huge that you touch on that point. And you know what's really funny? And it's, it's totally not cliche. I take myself on dates mm. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love that. No, that's wonderful. <laughs> Cool. No, that's awesome. I love that. Cool, cool. Self-care, baby. Self-care. That's like, that's the word. <laughs> that's the word of this episode, self-care. Yeah, yeah. self-care. I love it. Awesome. Um, if you could pass on a message for our audience, um, just let's say somebody is kind of in this stage where they feel stuck, um, they want more with their lives, or they feel that they could do more, they feel that they have their, uh, they haven't lived up to their potential. Um, what message would you give to that person? Yeah, totally. Um, man, I'd probably just say like step out of your comfort zone. I mean, if there's something that, uh, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier, if there's something you desire, whatever it might be, just step out of your comfort zone and do it. Cause, uh, yeah, that's probably just like one of the best decisions you can make. What, whatever it might be, it could be something big or small, but yeah, just let's, Let's make an effort to step out of our comfort zones 2020. 2020, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for Appreciate coming it. on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Inner Leader Podcast. If you liked this episode as much as I did, please spread the love and share it with your friends and family on social media to support our guests and the show. They will appreciate your incredible love on this beautiful day. Thank you for being an amazing listener on our show. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts to help us grow our community. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you haven't already. You can also send us a DM on Instagram at The Inner Leader to introduce yourself, ask questions, and make future requests for the show. We welcome you with big hugs always. And before you go, make sure you share this episode with your friends and family. Spread as much love as you can because the more you give, the more you receive. And remember, today is the day. I love you. Until next time.